millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, Nathan Brown's favorite movie revealed as the longest yard as he adds Barnett to his AFB and Matt Lodge combo. Knights to rebrand as the Newcastle Cowards after extending Ponga and adding Milford. West Tigers symbolically win on Easter Monday as the only organisation to damage more of their supporters than the Catholic Church. Plus, we'll look ahead to all the action for Round 7 of the 2022 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 456 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Fucking been great. Ages. Haven't spoken to you in ages. <laughs> Tell you, oh. how good is it? A win last week? Getting ready to predict another win for my team? How about you, Nate? Yep, same. Same, same. Glenny? I know exactly what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Glenny, ride that fucking wave, son. Oh, I fucking am. I thought I was. That the, I was joining your club. You, you're fucking kneeboarding at fucking best. I mean, commit to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've got my fucking, yeah, I've got my arm stuck in the fucking, the, uh, in the rope and I'm just getting fucking dragged along. <laughs> Get your little legs up to fucking chow poo and fucking stand up on that shit and take it. <laughs> Okay, so yes, we are. It's been a long night of recording so far, and now we're up to the uh, the preview episode. We spoke about the Callum Ponger extension for the news thing uh, in the last episode briefly. Obviously, <laughs> we think about it the same way we thought about his last contract, and uh, and yeah, add our thoughts about Callum Ponger's performance for the Knights and his contribution to the Knights to our thoughts about five year contracts, and uh, think of it as like Lego. <laughs> Or a Duplo fucking version of <laughs> Build It Yourself. That Aldi brand Lego. <laughs> and enjoy. Um, Look, the, the Knights are in a tough spot here, right? It's a bad move to pay for potential. It's a poor move to pay for potential. Um, however, it's a poor move that plenty of clubs will make. And so they can't not pay him because he'll go somewhere and but it, it's not the way I would do business. I would say that you pay players what they're worth and if you lose them, so be it. Um, but, you know, do you, do you feel like losing Callum Ponga was like some sort of fatal situation for the Knights? No, I don't. No. But if, if he goes to the Dolphins and they get Cameron Munster and then within three years, more, more so because of Munster, because he, he's a player that other people would sign to play with, um, you know, they're, they're competing, they're making the finals, and Newcastle aren't making the finals. Yeah, but for me, I don't think it's a Callum Ponga and C- Cameron Munster proposition. I th- would think that if Callum Ponga went to Redcliffe, then that would reduce the ability for Redcliffe to pay him and maybe try and bring Munster to the Knights. 
Ooh, and get a proven fucking champion. Well, that, yeah, that's it. That's so. But so yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's a good strategy to overpay um, or to pay for potential. You know, but they've decided they want to build their club around him. So we'll, we'll see how that works out over the coming years. Also on the Knights, I mean, they signed Milford. Uh, you know, I mentioned that that was what I'd heard you know, weeks ago now, and that's come to pass. Um, look, you know, given the injuries they've got at the moment, you know, he's probably going to be an asset for them. Um, you know, we'll see how he goes, but, uh, you know, I I can't imagine with, you know, some of the depth issues they have at the moment. I mean, they need players to fill that, that position. And hopefully, out of Brisbane with a second chance at, at you know, at, at his rugby league career, which, you know, looked like it, you know, wasn't, yeah, well, didn't have a great future a year ago. Playing to earn the right to go back to Brisbane north <laughs> yeah, to play to, to play directly um <laughs> to go and grab yourself a sponge cake down a fucking potential affair i mean it is that's a third party that, that's a tpa to end them all um but also they got rid of they got rid of mitch barnett and i would love to be a fly on the wall just to know what the fuck exactly transpired there i mean obviously they've had their issues with him over the last what two seasons you know in terms of some suspensions and some you know some average behavior but for that send-off game to then turn into insta release makes me wonder like i I suspect what's happened is he's had a stern talking to about his on-field behavior that resulted in the the send-off and he's kicked back against that and you know showed some sort of attitude that yeah and um but i'd love to i'd love to know what actually you know what what was said there because i mean things moved very quickly and uh, he must have been—he must have been one of Brownie's boys from Brownie's yeah. days, because straight. Let's say that's to, right. Yeah. That—that's like com- completely speculating. But let's yeah. say you're right. That's—that's that's the level of immaturity from a grown-ass man. That you know, like he had every right to be spoken to by the club about the actions of yeah. the send-off. Yeah. Maybe you know addressing. Um you know, harnessing that aggression and putting it into a fucking, you know, knocking blows maybe, on their asses legally. <laughs> yeah, and maybe maybe there was yeah, maybe the release wouldn't have happened if there were no suitors there, but because Brownie had, you know, a relationship and felt that he could fix him or change him or something. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe it. that's why it, it's oh, all that sort never of happened. happened under my watch. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Worst thing happened under Brownie's watch was the fucking strawberry milkshakes. That's it. And we know they don't have those in New Zealand. Mm. Right. Games. Thursday night. Fucking short turnarounds killing me. Uh, the Sharks take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls um, at the Shire. The uh, Sharky side, uh, Fanukin's out with a head injury. I thought that was just the way he looked. Um, Braden Hamill Newelli uh, had a peck injury. I saw that one on Twitter yesterday, the day before. McInnes shifts to lock. Tolman starts at prop. And Royce Hunt joins the bench. Uh, Katoa and Nakora are named after missing the Storm game, and Harodi moves to the reserves. The Manly side, bulk changes as well. Um, Harper returns after recovering from the Coviche, which drops Kohler to the reserves, unfortunately. Um, Aloye uh, had a shoulder injury, I think, so he gets replaced by Paseco uh, to start. Sean Kepi is out uh, due to HIA. Uh, he's out, so Bullimore returns uh, via the bench, and uh, at this stage, Kurt DeLuise is also on the bench, which, yeah, it's not not great. I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to, not going to lie to you. Uh, he's not, not a great option, but when you lose a lot of props through injury, because I think Marty's still got fucking... I think he's still suffering from the COVID. 
So it's sorting the men, men from the boys now. Uh, and yeah, that's then at this stage that's been cut because yeah, it's tomorrow's game, so mm. they're already they're, they're they're dealing with nineteen as it is. Um, it's a fucking tough game. I mean, we rarely win at the Sharks. And just with the number of outs we have at the moment, it's going to be a tough ask. But I feel like defensively, you know, we're pretty sound. So I don't think it's going to be a huge, you know, like a, a heavy loss or anything like that. But I just don't know if our forwards are going to be able to go for full 80 minutes with the Sharks where, you know, the pack is obviously a a great benefit to them. Also, I'm not, you know, I'm not sold about Morgan Harper being back in the side when he's got to deal with Talakai. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't rate that matchup favorably. Talakai <laughs> is fast becoming one of the form players or competition, and exactly, yeah. I think, I think the bench as well, um, for Cronulla is quite strong. Yeah, um, I don't know. When you look at like Jack Williams, is not a player in my opinion, and Trindle's kind of a little bit mystifying as for as a fourteen. Yeah, obviously utility value. Um, just. Interesting to see how Fafita goes. Royce Hunt is worthy of, of his opportunity there. And I just think that the, the starting pack for Cronulla is probably going to, in my opinion, is probably just that bit bit stronger and can get a, an upper hand yeah. early. And, and I think I, that's I think, a key, I, yeah, I think that's yeah. the key of the game. If Manly can actually like hold, like hold them for like 25 minutes... Mm. And win those initials because the one thing about the Sharks is they've got a devastating pack, but they've also got a pack that fucking gases out too. In you know the longer a game goes, so I think if they can sort of weather the storm a little bit and wait till you know guys like Toby Rudolph are sucking in the big ones, then you know perhaps they can do something. But um, it's just it just doesn't matter which team you are when you lose a gang of props. It's just fucking hard. Yeah. Every year, every year of the game, it's just you know one of the most important positions. But like when you lose a couple of props at a time, let alone three, it's just fucking. It's hard to bounce back from that. Um, and then the short turnaround. I mean, that's and that's a lot because a lot of it's HIA stuff as well. I mean, the short turnarounds just fucked it. So, um, look, I would favour the Sharks in this game, but uh, we'll see. Another could be another win for the ages, and if they win this one. With uh, you know the you know the best fullback in the game, in Ruben Garrick there, you know, it'll Tommy, be, uh, Tommy might find it hard to fucking find a spot in the side when he comes back. Look, I, look at this at this at this stage. I mean, I've got him. I've got him um, penciled in for Blacktown at the moment because Ruben Garrick. I mean, I've got him. Uh, he's he's probably uh, favourite to be the Blues fullback at this point. The way oh, he's playing. Jesus fucking Christ! So. <laughs> I, was with, I was with you, but you took your bullshit to a whole another level. I wasn't I'm, I'm going to point to this section when you bitch at us after this episode for it not being a short one. <laughs> supposed to be a fucking. I'm ready to move. I'm, I'm ready to move on, motherfucker. I'm, I'm going to the Sharks. I'm tipping the Sharks. Thirteen plus. Oof. Um, oh, yeah. Unlikely, but we'll you see. Choose oh, no, you've got, you've, Look, you've I think got the, I think Manly will get up with a field goal from Daly, not thirteen the plus. They won't get up by thirteen plus. Mainly, they'll get up by a field goal from Daly. Right. Um, the Broncos take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at Suncorp. Now, this one, a couple of notables: Tamari Martin makes his return to the NRL at fullback, replacing the injured Tessie New. Yeah. Farmworth returns. Gamble comes into the halves to replace Walters, who's benched. Tough dinner table there. Um, and Hoyter drops to reserves. Ryan James and Jake Turpin are both out, which sees Corey Pake start at nine and Flegler replace 
James on the bench. The Bulldogs, bulk fucking changes here. Okay, so injuries and COVID have smashed the doggies more than the teams they've played all season. Naden, Avarillo, Wakeham, and Avasia Manifanai all out of the squad, along with Reese Hoffman, Tui Katoa, and Corey Allen coming off the reserves list. So that brings in Jaden Ockenbaugh, Bailey Biondiodo, also comes in with um, Jacob Karaz and Billy Sirikis, named as debutants. And then they've, they've and then they've got a, a reserve list to, with you know some guys. I think I think they may have had to get some uh, dispensations to fill out their their twenty five squad because of the amount of uh, outs they've got. So look, this was one of those games where I thought it was very winnable for the for the doggies. I mean they got them last time around uh, this season already. Um, yep. Now though, I don't know. It would seem that perhaps the dogs have spent a lot of money on some high-profile players, um, which has had a decided impact on the depth of the club. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! Look, um, we're, in a, we're in a we're in a we're in a new era with the with you know COVID fucking decimating squads yeah. and things like that. So look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come down too hard on them, but I just don't. I don't think they're going to be able to get the job done. But the Broncos, I don't. I say that, but the Broncos have got some yeah. outs, and I don't have a. I don't have a ton of confidence in the way they're traveling either. They seem to be regressing back to where they were last year as well. And um, but this Tamari Martin thing had to retire suddenly a couple of years back with a brain bleed. Mm. Clearly, that has only continued, and he signed with the Broncos. Is that stuff? Is that is it possible to come back one hundred percent from that sort of thing? I mean, like I know I've had uh, you know family members and friends enough that have had things like you know aneurysms and stuff removed and or you know or fixed, and like they're not supposed to like they're not supposed to drive anymore, or for, you know shit like that. Like can't go on a jet ski and you know things like that. Like and and so you just wonder. What's going to happen if, like, you know, you get like a Tavita, Tavita Pangai Junior. doing Tavita Pangai Junior. things? I, I just find notably it. swinging an arm into his fucking head. Yeah, I don't know that that's fantastic for someone with a history of a brain bleed. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, I mean, not, uh, I mean, he, he couldn't have got cleared by a doctor if it was if it was that that tenuous, or you yeah. know, but yeah. It's worrying though, but um, I guess we'll you know go well. It's great to get a you know it's great to see a player get like a second chance at a career. So um, you know, I hope he goes well. I think, yeah, I think the Broncos more, win. more importantly, not die. I think the Broncos win purely because Billy Wilders got dropped. <laughs> <laughs> How bad you got to be though to have your dad drop you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, fucking is that like tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you tried to talk him up for a while, though, when he was in your colours. No. Yeah. No. Right. So we all agreed that the Broncos got this one. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. So then we move on to Saturday, first game with the North Queensland Cowboys taking the Titans on up there at the Abattoir in Townsville. Um, uh, Niami returns on the bench with. Uh, Lemuelu dropping out. Ben Hampton um, 
is also missing from last week's side. Tabuai Fido appears in the extended reserves, so apparently he has an outside chance of returning from injury. The Titans side, no changes, but they've added Jaden Campbell there in 24, so I guess he's uh, inching his way back to fitness to make his return. This is a great barometer game for both of these teams. The Titans scoring points, but you know, disappointing defense. The Cowboys punching above their weight. And being in games, if not, you know, if not winning them. I think the Cowboys at home probably tilts things in their favour. Um, quite similar size, reflecting in the odds as well. Cowboys mm-hmm. slight favourites at a dollar eighty-five to the Titans, a dollar ninety-five. Um, I think you know you look at the big guns in the forward pack. Um, can't go past Tamalolo for the Cowboys. Um, and I think he's probably shown that he's willing to step up and be that guy mm-hmm. uh, for his team far more than David Fafita is for, for the Titans. So um, I think Cowboys get it done on the back of Taumalolo again. Yeah, I, I think the Titans have too much attacking spark and the Cowboys are, are far less of a defensive powerhouse than, than Manly. Um, look at the first half the Cowboys had last week. Mm. If the Titans can run up a, a decent score, and who says they can't put, say, 20-plus points on in the first half, I think it'll be hard for the Cows to claw that back. So I'm going to yeah. Titans. The Titans have fucking dropped that kind of lead, though, this very season. Remember? So Yeah, like, but not, not to the Cowboys, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm favouring the Cowboys, hey? At yeah, home. Okay. Like, the, the, the Titans aren't a, aren't a great travelling team, and I just think the Cowboys were taking a lot out of come, that comeback game in Canberra. Like, they're not a travelling team either, but to come back from 12-0 down, beat the Raiders away, I just feel like they're a side that, you know, they're kind of that side in flux. They're trying to build the next, you know, the, the next good Cowboys side there and, you know, bringing guys like Dearden through. And I just think, guys, you know, I think it would have taken a lot of, a lot of confidence as a team out of that win. Yep. Um, and Titans, it's just like, who fuck no- who, who the fuck knows with those guys? Like, I feel like what we're seeing from the Cowboys is becoming predictable now. Like, you kind of see, you, you know what you're going to get. I mean, they've surprised us a couple of times early, but now I think they've done it enough that you kind of know where their level is. The Titans, the Titans could win this game fucking 32-20, 32-30, mm. you know? Or they could lose it in the last minute, 32-30, after leading 30-0. So, yeah, I think I'm just just leaning towards the Cowboys in the home field is a a big part of that too. The West Tigers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here we go, Glennie, Saturday night at the stadium, the scene of the epic win last week. They return to the scene of the crime. Can they steal it again? The scene of the turning point. We stole. No changes. Nathan, we stole nothing. Last Monday, no changes we stole to the nothing. Uh, we took what was ours. Was no the, changes to the victorious squad. Uh, the Rabbitoh side. Uh, Moali comes back onto the bench. Tass pushed back to reserves. Tom Burgess is benched for his thirtieth birthday present. <laughs> and Sele uh, starts at prop. Can the Tigers do it again? Can they shock the world twice? Look, it's a big ask. I don't expect. Um, I think. Souths are a far more clinical side um, in attack than, than Parramatta. They'll obviously um, 
Blake Taff at fullback is um, an admirable um, effort at fullback um, in in Mitchell's absence, but he's not. Remind me what the best attacking. Remind me which side of the South's attack is the most lethal. Uh, the opposite side of the field to an offer. So. Isn't it their left side? Really? Isn't it their left side attack? It's their left side. I'm pretty sure that's the Noffa side. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Alex Johnson. <laughs> so Honestly, you could get... So four, you could just, four's you a double hat trick. Yeah. Five, five a triple. Five tries. Yeah. That's a that's a uh, what we call that like a, a quintric, oh, fuck. or something. Well, no. See, well, here's here's the thing, right? In five tries, we call it a train. So technically, a hat trick's three in a row, right? Right. We we use hat trick loosely, just for three. League. Yeah, yeah, just three for total. three. So so that's why in cricket, a, a double hat trick is four in a row. So it's one, two, three, and then two, three, four. Right. Right. That's your double hat trick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I gotcha. So, so if we if we just say fours is a triple hat trick, or does six have to be the double hat trick? Surely six. Okay, so we get a double. double so he's get a double. He's double getting six <laughs> tries. You're calling Alex Johnson for six, six tries. That's fucking ludicrous. The, the uh, uh, look, honestly, the, the the West Tigers could bring in some consultants for this game. They could go to Japan and find the engineers. Who invented the fucking bullet trains over there? The Shinkansen's in Japan. They could bring them over, and they could spend a year with their finest fucking mechanical minds coming together and creative minds coming together, and they still wouldn't come up with a name to adequately describe the train that is going to be run on the fucking West Tigers by Damien Cook and Alex Johnson this weekend. The only the only way Alex Johnson doesn't score a double hat trick. <laughs> is if it doesn't need to get to him and the Tigers collapse before that. Listen, well, you I guys mean, need like, to listen very fucking carefully. Very carefully. Damien, Damien Cook's got a taste for him now. Second week in a row, Jackson Hastings. I don't think he'll kick a field goal. I think he'll score a try to win the game. Tigers. Ooh. So that means the Tigers will be behind. Tigers and by... looking dire. Tigers by four. All this right. would be hilarious if Plus the Tigers four. are behind and Hastings kicks another two-point field goal. <laughs> the only thing he can do. <laughs> it was only a one-point field goal. It was only goal. one point because, yeah, he was, he was, he was 10 centimetres over the line probably. I mean, even the NRL, even the game coverage, I think they, they marked it up as two first, didn't they? Yeah, did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he ended, he ended up sort of having one foot over. Yeah, yeah okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, Right, okay, so we're all agreed that the Rabbitohs are going to win that Because the, the Tigers for win. and against will mean heaps to them. The, the, <laughs> the, road, the, the road to redemption <laughs> continues. Another step along the glorious uh, path. I'll tell you what. I'm That's your new jungle, so is it? Fuck your jungle, Nathan. It's not my jungle, so it's the Parramatta Eels jungle. I don't give a fuck about the jungle. <laughs> it's where baboons live, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Speaking of the Eels... They take on the Knights Sunday afternoon in uh, Newcastle. Boyd adjacent by the signing, the extension of Kalen Ponga, as we discussed earlier. 
Correct. Uh, also, buoyed by the return of they're buoyed by the return of uh, Clune as well after the knee injury forces withdrawal mm-hmm. of the last game. So Crossland pushes pushes back to the bench, and so Sagi out of the seventeen. Heimel Hunt is in the twenty one as he inches his way back into the uh, starting side. The Eels, Junior Paulo returns at prop after suspension ruled him out of they lost that. Yeah, that may have been the difference right there, actually, now you think about it. Um, <laughs> Kafusi is best. Barra could have done with an extra 300 running metres, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had you covered for running metres and shit anyway. Mm. Like, statistically, I think they had you covered for everything except for the result. Yeah, um, except where it mattered. And uh, Nukore is out, uh, which sees uh, Perham come into the back line on the wing. Panasini moves to centre. Rain is pushed out of the seventeen. <laughs> There you go, Glennie. I listened to you. And Jacob Arthur, Dane's on the bench instead. Oh, it's oh, coming. Here we go. It's coming. Mitchell Moses has one foot out of the door, one foot back in the fucking quad-stretching centre of excellence. <laughs> Look, Parramatta will never be the same side ever again after the glorious Monday. Um, I uh, I think Newcastle at home, um, looking to... You know, probably right some wrongs from last week. Um, yeah, I, I think Parramatta it would have jolted their confidence against the Tigers, and uh, I think Newcastle will win one to twelve. Are you fucking serious? Yes, I am. Upset, big upset. Yeah, I think that the well, Parramatta Eels will be absolutely filthy. Yeah, that they let themselves that they, they let themselves get beaten by the West Tigers, yeah. and they were going to make an absolute fucking example Clint out of Newcastle Gutherson, Knights. An angry Clint Gutherson, fuck, shaking in my boots. He will be he he will be administering strawberry fucking milkshake flavored Gutherinos <laughs> straight to the mouth of of Kalen Ponga. <laughs> As he teabags him under the post <laughs> on the way to scoring his double hat trick. <laughs> Caelan Ponga will clean up the mess left behind with $100 bills after his new contract. <laughs> and sleep extremely soundly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no, I think Parramatta on this one. I just it, Newcastle aren't playing with any sort of, of confidence in each other at the moment. Hmm. Um. That, that and the fact that they're severely down on troops in key positions means that I think Parramatta will be too strong for them. I, and I would have picked Parramatta regardless of the outcome of last week. Yeah, same. Um, and, and nothing's changed. Okay, moving ahead to the Penrith Panthers taking on the Canberra Raiders uh, out at Penrith on Sunday afternoon. And the uh, Panthers side, no change whatsoever to the squad. Raiders, uh, Rapina moves to fullback. With uh, oh geez, Nickel Cluck start benched. He's in the fourteen, Oof, and, and Savage scapegoat. named on the wing. So yes, uh, so Nickel Cluck start. It's it's Swiss for scapegoat. <laughs> and um, the Raiders have entered the Jordan Rapiner at fullback stage of their season. Yes, <laughs> only they in, have. in round seven. <laughs> it's happened. It happens sooner and sooner every year. Although I will say. If you want to complain about players in the Canberra Raiders side giving their all, and you know, like that Rapiner, he does fucking go balls to the wall for them yeah, every week. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, although, him- how kind is it to put him? Like, how much fullback has he played recently? 
probably more than we think. I think. I mean, he's because Nickel Clockstar has been injured for ages, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So, well, what what a fucking week to to put him at fullback and clear his boot. Yeah. Yeah. If if he misses a couple early, career destroying. It's going to be a very fucking long night. A very long night. Um. Yeah, I can't see Canberra getting over the top here. Penalty. I can't. I can't see Canberra even fucking competing at any stage of this game. Yeah, I really can't. I don't think there's anything that Ricky can do to to blow up or scapegoat players behind the scenes that will get them up to the extent that they can do anything in this game. I just can't see it. I agree. It would be a bigger upset than the West Tigers last week. I, yeah, it would be. I can't yeah. imagine a scenario where Penrith lose. No. And, I, and if this isn't the longest odds game, I haven't looked at the betting, but if that's not the longest fucking odds in, in, in the round, then, yeah, I don't know what would be. It's not that's as it. long as some other teams have been this season so far. Raiders at 650. No, not this season. 650 has got to be the highest for this round, though, right? Mm. That's an excellent question. Let me, uh, it, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, everything else is. I mean, most of the other games we've had. Yeah, there's, Tigers there's a discussion. $4. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they would have been ten dollars yeah. without no. the epic win. So, Penrith. That's progress. Yeah, Penrith. Without question. I've also got their uh, the Penrith old boy refereeing the game in Grant Atkins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no chance plus. of losing now. Uh, the Dragons take on the Roosters' final game um, on Monday at four pm. The traditional Anzac Day clash there for the uh, Dragons and the Roosters. So keeping that in mind, it is a game that the Dragons kind of get. You know, they do get up for these occasion games. Um, coming, you know, coming in hot after beating the Knights last week, and they had no changes to their squad. Now the Roosters side, Momorowski returns uh, after missing uh, the win over the Warriors um, via embarrassment, I believe. And uh, Nakama is out of the seventeen. Mm. SST is named again. So Saluka Fafita is in the reserves. Verrills and Hutchinson swap back. Yep. Um, but there's, as as per the last couple of weeks, it seems that the game time Hutchinson does start there in hooker. Roosters, plenty. Roosters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. That's it. Plenty. Yep. Thirteen plus. Yep. That's right. The, the Roosters don't have the they they don't have the consistency this year. Hey, I mean they they can turn it's in some very dragons. average. Yeah, but I mean, like, look at the Broncos game. They almost fucking lost that too. I mean, the Roosters, are they're, they're up and down. They are. They were um, more consistent last year with all their players out. Yeah. They are this year. Yeah, they really were. <laughs> yeah, look, I still favour the Roosters. Obviously, I, I'm picking I don't the Roosters. Think, I don't think that Dragons team has two solid performances in a row in them. Yeah. Only because I haven't seen anything that, that gives me the, the confidence to say that yet. Um, yeah, Roosters. And finally, on Anzac Day, we had the, the mega powers exploding as the Anzac Treaty fucking gets dissolved for the Melbourne Storm to take on the Warriors of New Zealand. The um, Melbourne Storm lineup: the Bromwich brothers return. Smith and Liera drop to the bench. Lewis and McDonald out of the 17. Warriors side. Lodge returns to the side. Penne is benched. Otokolo pushed to the reserves. Jazz Tavanga is in the extended bench um, after returning from suspension, and he may may play as well. Yeah, obviously Melbourne Storm. 
But they're playing at Amy Park too for the fucking seventh straight time this season, I believe. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the, the Warriors are going to do about as much in this one as the actual New Zealanders did in any World War. Oh, God, that's harsh. Well, like I said, after after these, it just should be re- renamed, you know, Act Day. <laughs> I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna pencil that down as the potential title. Um, just need to confirm that the RSL won't fucking cancel us. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, like, let's face it, they won't they they, they won't let you open your shop <laughs> before like a yeah lunchtime or something. So, oh, uh, you know what? I think you'd be surprised at your average RSL member. Is that that country that sings their proper? anthem about God and, and saving New Zealand and, and then right after that they, they do it in that kiddie language that no one can understand <laughs> say what you like about them shout out to our what I want you to work on what I want you to work names. on is an elderly Melbourneian accent <laughs> put those two together chef's kiss <laughs> Right. $7 for the Warriors. Oh, longest, so they are the longest mm. odds of the round, and there yeah, we go. Okay. That question and, was and probably rightly so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And look, I just, I, they just don't have the defence to go with the Melbourne Storm for any length of time. I mean, I don't see, you know, the terrible game coming for the Storm. They get a nice long turnaround for yeah. their game. They'll be, yep. they'll be up for it. Like, there's, yeah. Is it home? Who will score more tries this week, the Melbourne Storm or the South Sydney Rabbitohs? Melbourne Storm. I, I'm going to say the Storm. South Sydney will, will not get more than two tries. We already established they're getting at least six. Impenetrable they're, fortress. They're getting at least six from AJ. <laughs> What's the plus minus on AJ versus uh, Noffa? Noffa plus two. Eight tries. So, so, eight tries so for Noffa. eight tries. <laughs> Noffa will let in two. Or... Well, yeah, I mean, they, they go on the minus, so yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, so if Nof- if Noffa can, you know, obviously AJ's getting six tries as we've already decided. So Noffa's already minus minus six. Octo Noffa. And if anyone and if anyone else from the Rapids scores out wide, <laughs> it's just going to compact compound his fucking damage. Can I ask you a question? No. In all the talk of of coaches being sacked, why is Nathan Brown never in the equation? Media darling. Uh, it's not media darling. I mean, he's he, this is his first year up with these guys, isn't it? And I mean, but if you year. if second you year. look at what those guys were doing last year, they had some fucking moments that you could take away and go, "Radio, you can build on that." With all of the adversity they'd faced, they that's the reason. They, I think you just hit it though. Away from their families, they were they were more heavily affected by COVID than any other team in the competition. By all rights, they could have said, "You know, no, no, Volandis, fuck you. We're going home." To actually be with our families for two years, yeah, you know. But I think you know, you've, I think you've, you've just landed on the the thing. That's like that's like a permanent diplomatic immunity until they start playing out of Mount Smart. Yeah, yeah. Because of that reason, like the fact that they're even, like they haven't looked like coming last. Like they get they get enough wins, you know, in in the season, and enough for you to go, wow, they've actually had some good wins this season, despite yeah, all the it. whatever. And so they're in, they're in that bracket. 
of the. I just as a fan, it would be frustrating to go backwards, and and I think this year they have regressed. Fuck! Do you want to say more than any other team? No, fuck no, hell no. Newcastle Who's regressed Knights, harder. Newcastle Knights got in the finals, and now they're looking like they're going to be around the bottom. Yeah, okay, true. Although, but the Newcastle Knights have had three rounds of fucking solid performances before they fell apart in four and five. Yeah. Yeah, but the Warriors had some, they've had, they've had their share of wins this season as well. I mean, they've... Yeah, and we're not saying their share of wins. The Like, you know, a, a fucking, a field goal shootout with the Cowboys who were still shit at that stage. Yes, it's a win, but is always that an even. Was it a, an evenly matched battle? Sometimes games won by yeah. field goals are the greatest games of all. <laughs> and look, the Warriors. The Warriors are on the fringe of the eight, ahead of teams like Titans, Knights, Raiders, who you all would expect to be. A, a yeah, ahead of fair them. point. And fair um, point. Oh, you know, look. I mean, some people would even say that they would have expected the West Tigers. Look, to be I ahead just of want to see Sean Johnson do better. That's all. Yeah. That's look, all I want to see is Sean Johnson fucking go deep into the fucking postseason. And just not relating to this particular game, because I think we're all agreed that Mom Storm win very comfortably. Um, we just we, we did fail to mention that Jackson Hastings' heroics on Monday put the Bulldogs into last place where they belong. Delightful. So um, just yes. fucking just a delightful end to the Easter weekend. And... Um, and yeah, so Bulldogs fans, just remember every year you come out and fucking, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But you but don't. Not, but you don't. Sound like a fucking fat boy slim song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you say you're doing this, you say you're doing that, but you ain't doing shit. Because <laughs> Trent is where it's at. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Fuck, that was still better than Hilltop Hoods. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Thank God. Better than every Aussie hip-hop. I, I except, did for, except, except for Shane Skills. You remember Shane Skills? <laughs> <laughs> Represent, cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who, who, who was that guy, like the beatboxer guy that sang the song about sad children? Joel Turner. Oh, oh, you go. Whatever happened to him? How did you um, rattle his name off so quickly without him thinking? I did. I did a website for him when he was like you oh, know, on Idol or whatever fuck. that era, that that period. Yeah. Fuck so. hell! <laughs> I, I, I had something come up the other day. I was uh, scrolling through. I should have got him to do a ringtone, ringtone for me or beatbox a fucking <laughs> <laughs> under under the twill fucking theme music. <laughs> um, there was like a a twenty year anniversary since not many, if any. Twenty years. Well, wow. I don't know, like some some sort of massive anniversary. Yeah, that right. made me feel very fucking old. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like that video clip with the fucking the shaky camera work. Yeah, and they were giving it the big fucking Matumbo finger wave. <laughs> oh, classic, classic. Oh. Now trafficking meth. <laughs> yep. And uh, now, now he's getting many. He's getting many years. Any more games? That's it. That is it for the games. So that, as far as I'm concerned, is full time at four fifty six. Fuck yes! Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to um, to get your fix of all the social communities and the link to our Patreon. And uh, jump in there like a bunch of other people have jumped in over the last week see what it's all about 
minimum of four additional episodes of the good shit every month for patrons. So uh, get around it and uh, enjoy yourself. And we will be backing up this week with another special commentary um, with Glenn being so fucking certain that the West Tigers are going to win again. <laughs> You're an evil um, of a thing. So we, we will be live commentating. Well, not live for you, cunts. Live for us. Yeah. Um, but we, we will sync it. We'll enable you to sync it up to your KO, though. That's it. So jump on. Can't wait. Let's go. All right. Now, just uh, before we before we go, uh, tipping. We've got two people on top, JBB and Doohig, followed by Alpha Ben RL, Kiwi Villa, which is a new name. Uh, Drewy's drop kicks, Mitch Rich, Timmy Comedian, that Timmy, uh, Christy, Willie Smash, and Cooked Tip. One point from first to tenth. So, uh, and I've uh, had massive jumps after two excellent weeks of tipping. I'm almost cracking the top hundred now. So watch out, you cunts. Are you in there this year, Glenny? Nah, nah. I'm boycotting, boycotting tipping altogether. Right, right. Um. That's it, boys. Done, done. Well done. Fantastic. Done and done. And uh, this time, I can say, I won't be talking to you in five minutes. We'll uh, talk to you over the weekend, I guess, when uh, we're watching uh, the Tigers shock the world again. <laughs> Happy to be shocked. <laughs> All right, see you, fellas. Okay. Later. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.